0: I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Deborah Fitzgerald, editor of The Pulse. How's it going, Deb?
1: It's going great, Andrew. It's always so weird to hear you call me Deborah.
0: Yeah, because I I almost never do, except
1: on uh, the podcast. Yeah, when I
0: introduce you here. <laughs> um,
1: That's okay. That's my byline.
0: Do you do you go by Deb professionally, or is it always Deborah? Except for whatever reason in the office, we all call you Deb.
1: My name is Deborah, and I really like the name Deborah. But most of the world does not like the name Deborah because they automatically shorten it to Deb or Debbie. My family calls me Debbie. So, you know, I, what can you do? I mean, it, it, it just automatically happens. So I'm Deb or Deborah.
0: No, that's fair. I mean, I, my name has changed several times over the course of my life. My parents and everybody in high school called me Andy.
1: I was wondering about that because yep. we do call you Andrew. I mean, that's that's one of the shorteners too.
0: Yep. I was, I was always Andy Clyden in high school, but my name is so hard to spell because it's K-L-E-I and oh, everybody what's... wants to flip those around. So mm-hmm. my name is always misspelled and I was in a lot of theater and choir. So my name was written on programs all the time and always misspelled. <laughs> so I finally was just done with that and went by my middle name in college. So I went by Andrew James- Oh, in college!
1: Oh, that was your last
0: name. That's what I used for everything. So everything, all of my I programs, like that. I did too. Yeah, every program, everything that had my name written on it was Andrew James because it was easy and no one misspelled my name at all in college. Right. And now I go by Andrew Clyden, but I, I touch everything that my name is in now with the the newspaper so I can double check. But yeah, I've I've definitely gone back and forth, and it's been so long that people have called me Andy. That it sounds weird and I don't like it anymore.
1: Yeah, you're not... In, like my sister, for instance, is Catherine. And she will punch you if you call her Kathy. So there is no... There is no option there. People automatically shorten Catherine to Kathy, and she just does not let that happen. I'm just not quite so vigilant. But you just don't look like an Andy to me. You look like an Andrew.
0: I don't feel like an Andy anymore either. And there's other options, too. Like, no one has ever called me Drew, and I also would not go by Drew. But then my middle name is james so mm-hmm. nobody's ever called me aj either hmm. although they could hmm. but yeah I, I have lots of options i just never did and then to throw another wrench in it my nickname when i was very young was sunny, and sunny. That's what my brother-in-law still calls me because that's what he was introduced to me as ah. uh, and one of my uncles still calls me sunny
1: my nickname is ak
0: really yes for
1: i am not Telling. You're not going to be all right. Well, <laughs> I be am a not mystery. revealing, but it is my family and those closest to me. Yes. Well, there I'm you go. AK.
0: We should talk about something related to Door County. That's that's probably a good idea. That's what people are here for. And we have have a bunch of stories to talk about today. I think we can start with something kind of feel good and something that is, it's really interesting to me because of, you know, having a young family and that's the uh, child care center down in Sturgeon Bay. Yes. It's had an interesting road going from, you know, the YMCA closing their child care center and then being adopted by this new child care center, kind of saving those families who were were a part of that. And uh, it has gone from like the brink of destruction to building a brand new campus down in Sturgeon Bay, which is really exciting. So can you kind of walk me through the the story here a little bit?
1: It is exciting. And nobody knew that this would happen in the summer of 2020 when, as you said, I believe the child care center prior to that one was called the Barker Center and it was operated by the YMCA. And so they announced that they were closing with not a lot of notice, and there were about 80 people, you know, 80 parents there. And so Alexis Fuller and her sister, Bridget Starr, decided let's co found a new child care center there. So they opened the new center, the Dora Community Child Development Center. They opened that in September of 2020. And it's just been really successful since then. I mean, they maintained the clients that they had, but they also developed a huge waiting list. As we know, child care is very scarce in Door County, as it is everywhere in Wisconsin, everywhere across the country, and especially in rural places. So they had a waiting list on a really regular basis.
0: My kids go to Northern Door Children's Center, which is the one up in Sister Bay. And that's the largest
1: one in Door County at this point. They have a capacity for 112 children, which I didn't know until I was doing this story.
0: Right. But that's another thing where like the waiting list is really long and it's hard to get in there. And that was definitely one of those things where we were like, okay, we need to try as soon as he's eligible. We need to try to get him in. We were lucky in that. He was eligible right around the time that COVID happened in March. And so there were a lot of families that took their kids out of daycare Mm -hmm. and that freed up a spot for my son to get in Mm. but it's no joke these waiting lists can be you know six months or more to try to get somebody in and that's that's one of the things that my mom who didn't have to deal with childcare when I was young is always like well if your wife is home in the winter why not take them out of daycare well because we'd never get them back in that's how important these centers are for for people up here there's just there's a huge demand and not as much space to fill it right although that could be alleviated by their new facility that they're looking at building as well
1: yes this will definitely enable them to care for a lot more children right now they can care for 83 they have a license capacity of 83 and then this new center alexis said is going to be about 146 children so when i sat down and talked with her it was last october they were going through the whole planning process of making this happen and at that time they had a waiting list of 108 children and most of them were infants and one years old, and then there were 16 expectant mothers. So, yeah, that is is pretty dire. What do you do if you don't have anybody to care for your children? What does a workforce do? What do employers do? I mean, it's a very big problem. So United Way of Door County has been working on this issue for years, and Alexis partnered with them to the extent that they applied for a grant through United Way of Door County, and that grant, it was an innovative workplace grant, it was a state grant, and United Way received that. It was like $3.5 million. So a lot of that money is going toward the construction of this new child care facility. So once they learned that they had received that grant, then Alexis and her sister purchased a 50 acre parcel of land, which is really directly across the street from their existing child care center. So they're on Egg Harbor Road. So when you come off the highway from the roundabout, they are right after the turnoff into tractor supply and pick yep. and save. So right across the street from that is where this 50-acre parcel begins, but it goes all the way to Gordon Road, and Gordon Road is the road that you would take if you're going to Culver's, so off of Highway 4257. So this child care center is going to be at that intersection of Old Highway and Gordon Road, so west of the Culver's restaurant. Got it. It's in Sevastopol, so it's not in Sturgeon Bay, and so that required, not just because it's in Sevastopol, but because how it's zoned. So. They did have to go through a process where they rezoned it, and then they had to get a conditional use permit. So they were going through that whole bureaucratic process, like before the town of Sevastopol and then the county of Door Resource Planning Committee. So all of that stuff was done in January, and so now they're free to begin construction. We have a story about that in this week's paper as well as you know some photos of what the rendering is for the architectural, for the outside of it. And they're going to be starting construction in March of this year. That's the plan and opening in January of 2024.
0: Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious too. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but would this be the first child care center that was built from the ground up to be a child care center?
1: I don't know. That's yeah, a good I'm, question. I'm uh,
0: curious about that because yeah. I don't know that Northern Door Children's Center was built to be a childcare center.
1: It may have or been. Or if it
0: was repurposed.
1: It may have been because I remember Steve Gretzmacher talking about that effort to bring that child care center to Northern Door County. So it may have been, that might've been right. the only one. This one, um, the building that they're in right now, of course, is owned by the YMCA. So they just lease that, but this will be the biggest one in Door County. Right. So they are very excited about it, but it's really exciting for the community. I mean, they're going to have three rooms for infants. It's going to be a, you know, nature-based curriculum they're going to be able to take care of after school children and have summer camps and They're going to be building, the campus is going to be on about 10 acres, but then the rest of the 40 acres is going to be trails. So communities can't, communities, not communities, not like, you know, whole towns, but people can actually go hiking on those trails. They'll be open to the public. So they've got a lot of really exciting things going on there, but the basic thing is they're providing a very much needed service.
0: Right. No, it's very exciting, especially living down in Sturgeon Bay. It's exciting too. Northern Door Children's Center actually is completing their construction project pretty soon here. They had a pretty massive additions being added. And that's
1: with the same grant money too. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that their building project was necessarily to increase their capacity, but from what I heard around the hallways there is that it was just kind of to... Increase efficiency and okay. rebuild in a way that made more sense for the building itself, hmm. which is why I was curious if it was built as a childcare center or not, because they the additions that they're adding are a pretty massive new play area for, I believe, the 4K students. And then just kind of reorganizing on the, the infant and young child side of things. They added in like a, a stroller parking garage hmm. as kind of like this little offshoot. And they're, they're almost done with it. They're they're looking for volunteers to help kind of move everything around here soon. So okay. that's exciting as well. But like I said, I don't know if it increases their capacity or not, or if it's just kind of making the building more efficient sure. for providing child care.
1: Right. I know that they're building arrangements, they're building remodeling was a part of this United Way grant as well. But that's about the extent of what I know on that. I don't know. Their license capacity, which I looked, you know, under the state data, indicated that it was 112, but it could have changed. I have no idea.
0: Right. Miles did a podcast with Alexis Fuller and a representative from Northern Door Children's Center as well a couple of years ago where they just talked about childcare and about their approach to stuff. And both facilities have really, really great curriculum based teaching. Their programs are fantastic. So the fact that they were able to expand their physical presence, I think, is, is great for, for everybody who needs childcare up here.
1: Right. And They will be, as I said, they're going to be opening in January of 2024, but they are going to be starting a capital campaign because while that grant money, which I believe also goes toward Northern Door for their stuff, that grant money won't cover all of it. So they are going to announce a capital campaign. So look for more information on that.
0: Great. One other thing that I wanted to talk about before the break, and, and when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about, you know all sorts of fun and controversial developments. So that's my hook to keep people listening. Okay. Um, but before we do that, there is an election coming up. And yes. the pulse is chock full of information that you need to know for the upcoming election. What is the election for and when is it happening?
1: All right. Well there is an election. There's a primary election on February twenty one. And a primary is only triggered when more candidates than are needed have cast their Uh, nomination papers, candidacy papers. So that has happened in four communities. The general election is on April 4, and it is for all towns, villages, the city. It's not for the county of Door, but it's for all of the local municipalities. So the primary election was triggered in Sister Bay, Gibraltar, Gardner, and Nassauwapi. So what we have... Starting in this week's paper, so that is February 10, we have a short biop on each one of the primary candidates for the village of Sister Bay and the town of Nassawapi. And then next issue, we will have Gibraltar and Gardner. So it will give... Voter is an opportunity to at least understand who these candidates are and find out more about them from that point. And then whoever advances to the April 4 ballot, we will do more complete questionnaires and have more information for voters.
0: There were several candidates who submitted pictures of them holding fish. (laughs) Which I think tells you everything you need to know about them right away.
1: There were a couple, yes. I was kind of interested in that. Um, I I did indicate in the questionnaire that, you know, we're using headshots, no family shots, you know, that kind of thing.
0: You did did not specify no fish.
1: I did not, no. But now we
0: know that we might have to in the future. I will. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like, on a meta level, do primary elections, I don't know, do they indicate strife or do they indicate that we have like a thriving community that is like that these things are important? Like just on a meta level, what does that tell you?
1: Well, I think, uh, in these cases, it's, it's always encouraging when lots of people come out and it's always encouraging when people from diverse backgrounds and diverse ages come out. And that is pretty much what has happened in this case. It also seems to be a trend that when there is an open seat that is unchallenged, then more people will come out for it. So for instance, in NASA WAPI, they went from a three-member board to a five-member board. So there were two seats that nobody was in at all. So they had numerous candidates for each one of those seats. In Sister Bay, through a series of different circumstances, people not running, people running for, you know, president of the board, they have three open seats. So they have seven candidates that have signed up for that. So it seems to be those open seats where you're not automatically going to be challenging somebody, especially an incumbent who is pretty comfortable in the position and you probably wouldn't win. So I think it's the open seats, but then once they see those open seats, the fact that you know people again, like you'll have to look in the paper and, and see how diverse these people are who are running. It's it's really encouraging Great. because that is the level where you can really have an impact on your community is by serving in a local, you know, elected position.
0: Right. And that diversity is important because it means that representation is increased. Correct. And that issues that, you know, some people might not think of are being brought to the table more often. So that that is, like you said, encouraging and exciting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how everything shakes out. All right. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about some, uh, some Sturge stuff. Okay. This will be our, we'll, we'll have a jingle that'll go on. So Rachel, our editor, if you can come up with a cool little jingle for Sturge stuff, we're going to talk about some new developments that are are happening down there. And uh, we'll get into that right after the break. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Keewanee Counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org careers.
1: Sturge stuff.
0: Okay, we are back. Pick a number, one through two.
1: Um,
0: two. All right, we're going to talk about f- Fleet Farm. <laughs> so there's a Fleet Farm uh, that has been proposed down in Sturgeon Bay, and I, I feel like it's been proposed for a while. I don't know exactly what the timeline was, but where exactly is it proposed for going, and kind of where are we at in the process now?
1: Well, so Fleet Farm. Have you ever been in a Fleet Farm?
0: I've been in like a Home Depot and a Menards, and I'm assuming it's pretty much the same, right?
1: I would, I'm, I'm sure that people who are... True fans of Fleet Farm would be horrified at that, but yeah, that's kind of my impression. That's too. what I
0: figured as well. Is it more akin to a tractor supply than a Home Depot, or
1: maybe it's a tractor supply on steroids?
0: That would be what, because it says farm in it, right? So and Fleet. Well, that I, when I think of Fleet, I think of like ships. Ah, is there an agricultural
1: I terminology? I think of, I think of fast.
0: Fast Farm. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, okay, because my, my thought is sure-footed. like... sure-footed. Yeah, if
0: it says farm in the title, then that would lead me to believe that there's more agricultural supplies
1: there. Right, and fleet would be tractors, like a fleet of tractors, sure. a fleet of... Whereas money. like
0: Home Depot is more about like home improvement and construction, and stuff like that. Yes. Okay, so this is a big tractor supply and it, <laughs> it's being proposed for Sturgeon Bay. So, I mean, we can ask like why, why is there a fleet farm being proposed later? Because we already have tractor supply. Right.
1: But, but that's on the east side, of course.
0: Right. But but without getting into that, where is it actually proposed for so, going?
1: Yeah. So this uh, is going across from, you know, where the Salty Seagull is, that miniature golf course that's north of Taco Bell. I mean, south of Taco Bell. Yes. Okay.
0: I know where south of Taco Bell is, but I'm not <laughs> okay. exactly sure where Salty Seagull is.
1: So Salty Seagull is the newest mini golf course in Dora County. It Went up. I want to say in 2021. I'm pretty sure it was 2021, and so it's just south on the opposite side of 4257 from where Taco Bell is. I use Taco Bell because that's kind of a thing that most people do. So it's south of Target. It's in the opposite side of the road from Target, but it's about a quarter mile, I'd say. And I know not really good with measurements, so people are probably like south
0: of south of Taco Bell. But yeah. before you know,
1: before, the the other
0: BP that's down there with the subway you, in that zone, uh,
1: the other BP with this. Oh, you mean way yeah. down? Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Because there's there. nothing else, right. right? Yes. it's in there. It is in there. Yes, it across so across from the salty seagulls. So that's where it's going.
0: Now that that seems less controversial to me than if it was proposed for you know, like across from the McDonald's before the bridge, which. Ah you know, we're going to talk about that location here in a minute. But um, south of Taco Bell, that seems like, you know, a good place for a big building like that.
1: Well, it was technically in the town of Nassauwapi. So the city of Sturgeon Bay did have to annex the land, which it did, because it needs utilities. So it is definitely the city is spreading south. Because as we just Pointed out, There really is not you know, much after that development there. So yeah,
0: there's a winery down there.
1: There's a winery. Yeah, there are a few things, but you know, mostly once you get out of the city, it's kind of like straight shot to Green Bay. I know that's not true. No, you know, there, there there's lots, lots of stuff down else. there. It,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm hard-pressed to think of when I went down there last. Den is down there.
1: Den is down there. Morning Glory, the first yes, morning glory, iteration the of Morning Glory. Which,
0: so good. Yes. So one of my favorite breakfast places. <laughs> you um, know it's going to
1: be at Chives?
0: Yes, I did see that. That yeah. they're going to open up. Is it a food truck that they're They're doing going
1: there? to be operating a breakfast food truck.
0: That is, that is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this fleet farm, I know that some of the people that I've seen who think this is controversial are like, oh great, another big building that's going to sit empty in five years. Which is something that like, you know, when the Kmart went away, we had a big empty building for a long time. Now it's a UPS store. But, you know, I I feel like down in that area is probably where a fleet farm could live the easiest. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we at in the in the process right now, and 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 what is you know is there anything concerning at this point, or is it just hey a fleet farms coming in?
1: Yeah, well, I Kevin Boneski is our reporter who does a very good job covering the city of Sturgeon Bay, but I have been getting some emails from people who. Really do object to putting a big box store in developing the city further south in that manner. And also objecting to, you know, the the tax increment financing districts that the city puts in every time it seems a new development comes up. But this one, the city is in the process of negotiating development terms with Fleet Farm. So Fleet Farm came in with an ask of, you know, X, Y, Z, what it wanted. There was opposition to the amounts of money that they were asking the city to kick in. And now the city has come back with the terms that it's willing to do, which is probably about half of what Fleet Farm originally indicated that it wanted the city to pay. So those terms are, you know, I think it was $425,000 toward the cost of the public street and intersection and utility improvements. And then a couple of other like down in the weeds things and Fleet Farm would be constructing the street and installing the utilities. And then they agreed to a minimum assessed value of $8 million for the property for a period of 10 years. So that is important because whenever the city is ponying up these incentives, then the development has to bring in, has to be worth a certain amount of money in order to provide enough taxable income to repay that money that the city has paid out for it. So the city developed those parameters just this past week, and they are going to be voting on them yet. So they have not approved them, they've just approved the concept of those, and now this development agreement will be put together and will come back to the council for a vote
0: got it I'm curious to see public response to this and how this shakes up knowing that we're at the beginning stages of the proposal but also just realizing where it is because I didn't when I, I've heard about the fleet farm coming in and I've been like oh man there's a lot of places that this could go that would be pretty wild and, <laughs> and would get people up in arms but the fact that it's going you know so far south in Nazawapi, I feel like that changes people's perspective maybe I'm, I, I'm just curious
1: well the people that I'm receiving emails from do live down that way. So, while, you know, like I remember when the Dollar General was going to be going in Egg Harbor, that was, you know, huge outcry from the Northern Door community, and I would say that there's not a huge outcry against this fleet farm, but there is some, and it is largely from people who live in that area. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Well, this will be a cool story to kind of follow as it develops. It's by no means a done deal at this point, but I think it's a little bit more nuanced than, you Mm. know the people getting their hackles up about Dollar General.
1: It's certainly, well, I mean, and it's more nuanced than other development projects th- that come before the city because generally speaking, a developer, you know, there's a lot going on in the city of Sturgeon Bay right now, lots of different developments. And, and generally speaking, they hammer out a development agreement, you know, pretty quickly and there isn't any controversy and the city does what it does and creates a new TIF district and, you know, guarantees certain incentives in return for, you know, a certain assessed value, and that's it. This time, the development agreement didn't sail through because of the objection. So it is really important for people, and that's the reason why we report what we report, that people, you know, pay attention and stay in touch with what is happening so they can let their elected officials know what they think about this.
0: Right. The last thing I want to talk about is, uh, you know, Something that we talk about a lot in Door County, it seems. There is a proposal for a new, really big hotel. And uh, every time there's a proposal for a big hotel, people get really upset. (laughs) But this one, I think, is interesting because of both where it's going and then also, like, in the grand scheme of things, is, is there a need for more hotel units in Sturgeon Bay? I'm not sure. But this is a proposal for a a weird location. And every time I talk about this stretch, I I get so confused because buildings are basically like right on top of each other and like askewed from the road. And it just is weird when you're driving down there. But this is a a new hotel. I believe it's a Cobblestone Hotel, which is a brand name and not a construction (laughs) term, which is why it can be confusing. Yes. Um, This is a big, what did you say, 60 something unit hotel?
1: 62 rooms.
0: And it's being proposed... Basically by Verley Gunworks, if you know where that is. Yes. Um, or, you know, south of, I think it would be south, or it's either south or right before like the McDonald's that's down by Walmart. Yes. So it's on that stretch of Egg Harbor Road.
1: Right. And it's where the former Pomida and save buildings were. So it is right in that, you know, it's pretty, there's a pretty massive open parking lot, you right. know, in that area. But... Technically, it is at the corner of Egg Harbor Road and 12th Avenue. So it's west of the Pizza Hut. Yes. And east of that place where you buy a pizza and... Bake It Yourself, the Take and Papa, Papa yeah, Murphy's. There. All
0: right, so it's in between yeah, it's the in Pizza between. Hut and the Papa Murphy's. <laughs> Correct. All right, so I love how your like location descriptors, like your <laughs> tent poles, are Taco Bell and the pizza places.
1: <laughs> Which I have never been to Taco Bell.
0: Ever? Ever. You've never eaten Taco Bell?
1: I have, I have eaten Taco Bell probably once in my okay. lifetime, but not from this place. Right. So I have probably eaten it once in my lifetime.
0: I, if... It's a little concerning because if you, if you never, once you get to a certain age, if you've never eaten Taco <laughs> Bell, you can't cause it'll kill you immediately. Got it.
1: I had never eaten from Arby's.
0: Arby's is, Arby's is okay. It's not going to kill you. Okay. If, if you eat it. Okay. Although I did get really sick after I ate their mac and cheese once. Mm. And I don't know if it was correlated to that. And Victoria was like, never get that mac and cheese again. You just got so sick, but it's, it's pretty good.
1: This is not a message against Arby's macaroni and cheese. No,
0: Arby's, Arby's macaroni and cheese is good. It reminds me of like the bad cafeteria mac and cheese oh. of my youth in high school, which yeah. I also really liked.
1: Mac and cheese totally underrated.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you like uh, a really thick, creamy mac and cheese, I really or do, do you? Yeah, that's that's what this is. It's very buttery and, yeah. and creamy, and, and it's got to have
1: a cheddar edge. You know, I really do like homemade mac and cheese. Yeah. You know, it's got to have that cheddar taste. It can't just be. American cheese. Right. Or Velveeta. Uh, I like Velveeta. I like (laughs) Velveeta
0: shells. Velveeta shells is like upgraded Easy Mac. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with Kraft Mac and cheese.
1: As long as you put some cheddar in there. Yeah. Velveeta and cheddar is like the perfect.
0: I like Easy Mac, but my one concern about it is I get the little cups for my son because they're really easy to make, Hmm. but there's like white powder in it and I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's it's just...
1: It's like the nuclear craft macaroni and cheese orange powder. No, not the that. Nuclear orange. So it,
0: it comes in a little in a little bowl, and yeah. you peel the top off, and there's a there's a cheese packet of that like cheese dust that you put in, <laughs> in after. But there's also the noodles and white. Flakes oh. all over them, and I'm wondering if that's supposed to be like dried milk or something. It mu- or I don't know.
1: It, Th- these are questions that I cannot answer.
0: It, it wasn't in. It's not in the regular stuff. No. right it's not in regular. Just in the little ones. I'm confused.
1: I don't know. I don't. I I make my own macaroni and cheese. That's so, fair. Yeah. So I don't buy those, but I use Velveeta
0: and right. cheddar. I I also use Velveeta. Where are we? We were talking about a hotel <laughs> at some point. And I don't know how we got on a mac and cheese. Oh, pizza, oh, Arby's. pizza. Pizza, Arby's. All right, we got there. Okay. Um, so is this is this the biggest hotel in Door County at this point? I feel like we talked about that with the Door Hotel, which was 40 units. This is 23 more units.
1: Yeah, and it's four stories. I right. don't know how many stories the Door Hotel is. but I,
0: I think Door Hotel is just three.
1: Well, there's... The hotel by McDonald's near Target—that's a pretty big
0: hotel. The American, yeah, yeah.
1: So I don't know how many rooms they have. I cannot say at this point if this is the biggest. I, I, I don't know.
0: It's definitely one of. Okay. Right. I don't think that there are any hundred-unit hotels in Sturgeon Bay. I don't.
1: I can't think of them except for that American. Is it American?
0: I literally <laughs> just had this conversation with Miles like two days ago. Oh. I call it okay. an American, but I've also heard it called American Inn. Although, now that I'm thinking about it, those may be two different franchises. Oh, okay. So,
1: Well, this one is called the Cobblestone.
0: Okay. The it cobblestone is not I a tell.
1: Cobblestone building, but it is the Cobblestone Hotel's Development.
0: Right. So the first question I have, location. Seems like a weird location for a big hotel. I mean, there's a ton of open space there to put a big building, so it makes sense in that way. But it also is like, okay, so I go to the hotel and I come out of the hotel. What's my walkability here? Mm, you can go to McDonald's or the Pizza Hut or the Papa Murphy's. <laughs> I mean, you're right next to a, like a gas station slash, you know, the DMV is right there. Your walkability is not great. So this is a hotel that you are definitely driving everywhere else to. Yes. Unlike, say, the Door Hotel where you have all of Sister Bay to come out, walk to, do all that kind of stuff. Right. So it is it just, hey, we need more beds because we have so many visitors. So let's just throw them here in this big field next to the gun range and then they can... Yeah, that's my my question. What are your takes on the location of it?
1: Well, those are really excellent questions for the hotel development company, because I wondered, they said that they have been looking for a while in Sturgeon Bay for a location. And so it sounds if you choose a location like that, it's almost like any location, because really, as you point out, it is a retail area. It's a commerce center. It's where You know, all of the grocery stores are located and the Ace Hardware and places that local people who live there go to shop, not touristy things. Um, So it could be, I don't know, maybe a business hotel, but I highly doubt that it probably is. They just know that they could fill their hotel with people who want to explore Dirk County.
0: Right. I don't know, yeah, so that that's my first question, and then the second question is a hotel of that size is that necessary now i'm I'm not i I, I kind of shy away from people who are like, oh, more hotels, we don't need more hotels. That's not my first thought on it because when you look at like occupancy, Sister Bay was always really high, which means that like the door hotel maybe was more needed there because they had a huge demand for hotel rooms and not as much supply. I know that Sturgeon Bay has high occupancy as well, but is it to the level where they're like, we need more rooms or Mm -hmm. is, you know, it's just, it's a weird location and and a question that I'm not sure of the answer of yet of whether or not this is something that is needed. I mean, if Sturgeon Bay really has high occupancy and they're like, we just need another big hotel, then it kind of answers both of those questions, right? Like, okay, we'll just put it here and fill it up and then we're good to go, and it doesn't necessarily matter where it is.
1: Yeah, I think that that is, like, in a capitalist market, then the answers are in what appears, you know? I mean, they're site selectors. They're people who crunch their numbers and figure out where they need to be and what the demographics are. They would have figured that out, that the demand is there, you know, for us. So I don't know. I'm thinking they must have... Determined that that's a good place for them to be,
0: right? Well, yeah. and, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when people get upset about proposed developments, they're usually thinking about like, this doesn't fit in with the neighborhood or this isn't quaint or that kind of stuff. But there's so much random stuff along that stretch of road that I think it's probably fine.
1: And it's a retail center. You know, I mean, it really is a retail commercial, you know, activity. I'm there almost every weekend. You yeah. know, I mean, that's where CVS is and the two grocery stores. and yeah,
0: there's a T-Mobile store and Yeah, the Ace Hardware just opened right. up
1: there. And- right. I mean, everything that you need can, <laughs> you know you can get like right on that stretch so it is you know i mean that maybe that's an attractive option for travelers right. i don't know but those are good questions that you ask well
0: and the subway was just bought yeah. we don't know what is gonna go there but you know oh maybe. that
1: building yeah ah, that building sold so we don't okay. know
0: what's gonna go in there it would probably make sense for another like fast food chain to go in there. Sure. They've got the drive through. Right. So it's not going to be a house. Right.
1: Although it's a cute,
0: yeah. Although it could be like, you know, one of those weird things where it's like, no, it's a knickknack shop, even <laughs> though it definitely is. Or
1: a yoga center. Yeah. A
0: yoga, even though it totally <laughs> looks like a subway. Right. There is a, a, a trend of like you can find it online called used to be a pizza hut oh. because the pizza huts have those like sloped pagoda roofs. Mm-hmm. And it's always funny when something else goes in there because you can tell that it used to be a pizza hut. Like churches yes. are always really funny to see in them. Well, uh,
1: the pizza hut in Sturgeon Bay it used to be family video
0: no family video was next to the pizza hut
1: was next so it was always the pizza hut like that little tiny slice of building see i thought i'm not sure the whole place was a video store and then pizza hut moved into one half of it and now you know what the other half is
0: yes it is a glass shop no isn't it no yeah what is it
1: it's a tobacco shop
0: they sell tobacco there? Yes. Oh, well, I I saw that it was like a glass shop, which yeah. I never understood because it's they sell glass pipes, but, you know, what you use glass pipes for is illegal. So how do they sell pipes?
1: Yeah, no, this is a smoke shop. Oh. A smoke shop next to Pizza Hut.
0: All right. Well, I was hoping <laughs> that, because before the, the family video stopped, they were selling CBD gummies there and stuff. Oh. So I was hoping that eventually, like, Marijuana gets legalized in Wisconsin, and now you have a built-in Pizza Hut family video cannabis shop. So
1: there is no place else to go.
0: It's a one-stop shop. And so Everything if the hotel is right next to it... That's what people are coming to it for, right? The one-stop shop. You you go from your hotel, you walk there, you load up, you go back to your hotel, and then you just spend the whole weekend having the best time.
1: Well, if marijuana does become legal, then there's a smoke shop there now. So wouldn't that be the place where you would buy it?
0: I don't know that smoke shops pivot into cannabis. Oh, they do? I don't know. I mean, you
1: smoke them both. Yeah. If you're a smoke shop, don't you sell everything that people smoke? Not everything. Okay.
0: <laughs> Just tobacco, actually, because I think everything else is illegal. Okay. I think that that's it. I think that we covered it. Is there anything else? Was that, that a only...
1: long pause?
0: Yeah, they, I was really, I was digesting and letting everything sit. Got it. it, it was, the last thing that we said was super poignant. Okay, but I, I think that I think that we covered it. Is there anything else people need to know about any of these developments, or or should they just pick up the paper and dive right in?
1: They should pick up the paper and dive right in, and there is plenty more to come. So we were only able to touch the tip of the iceberg.
0: Perfect. Well, Deb, thank you so much for chatting with me, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at the Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com/shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.